Why y'all put up with me or even the people who listen to this podcast? I don't know. Why they even put it push play? Because I don't know. We got two more episodes this season. <laughs> They're we, like, finish this already. <laughs> <laughs> we got two more. We might we might be changing the tribe up. I don't know. Wow, nah, damn, you getting rid of me like that? Nah, you we need you. You the battery pack. <laughs> oh, thank you, Evan. Oh, yeah. Donald Lip, you talking nice to me. You're the you're the battery pack. I'm the hype man. Yeah. Hey, what up, y'all? <laughs> nah, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get It. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Evan Jamal. It's your boy Lawrence, aka He67. Emphasis on 67. <laughs> Follow that IG account. <laughs> it's private, so. What? It, it don't matter. You're gonna, you gonna accept them anyway. Lord knows you always on Instagram. Take it off for private and let the ladies see what's up. Sure. Well, you ain't got that many photos though, so it don't even matter. I don't. You always put into your story. That's what you. That's what the goods is. I don't at. like people in my business. That's why. I mean, I feel you. That's why there's an option for private. So, do you famo? <laughs> what famo? <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to the people. Hello to the people. <laughs> didn't she do the whole introduction? I mean, I said what's up. I thought she really did already. I didn't say my name, no. Everybody, if you don't know Sadiqa by now, you'll never know. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, never know? But people it, can meet me in all types of places, Liddy, you know? Liddy I'll Schmitty, be out here in these streets. You'll be out in the streets. <laughs> Liddy Schmitty, a.k.a. Thick Thighs, don't say thighs. <laughs> Y'all ain't never going to let that go. A.k.a. I see how on these knees. <laughs> I see how on these knees, these calves, these angles. Your girl is tired. Yeah, because it seemed like you had a, a dope weekend. So I, I, I did. My weekend was good. It I was went. Good? Me and my friend went to a wedding. It was her friend getting married, and I was her plus one. Okay. I was her boyfriend for the weekend. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had a good time. All her friends were very welcome and they were really cool. We stayed at like this resort overnight and went to the wedding and. Did all the little shenanigans, a lot of dancing, a lot of bachata out here. I was okay. like, hey, hey, get it, one, two, three, get it, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good time, good time, good time. So I'm paying for that because um, <laughs> I barely even dance much anymore these days. Like, so my legs, my thighs, everything from the belly button down is kind of aching the kids. So. Yeah, so this episode is sponsored by Icy Hot. <laughs> um, Ibuprofen and all that. So. All of it. Ibuprofen. <laughs> you know how they say you need a vacation for your vacation? Yes. I literally needed like a day to recover after being out for Labor Day weekend. That's how you know we getting older because you Definitely. know you, you, that that day after you need yeah you just laying down in the bed. Hundred percent. Don't yeah. bother me at all. I'm happy I got my beach day in before the summer was over. Finally, yep. good for you, Lawrence. Yes. We happy for you. You know what I'm saying? This is me applauding. That was, it was a little, it was a little, the weather was like, it was teetering, man. It was like, yo, I'm trying to be summer, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to be fall, but I got enough sun in to be like, all right, I'm good. But was it sunny? Like, did you feel it like? It was sunny, but it was, there was times where I literally put my shirt on because I was like a little bit cold. Mm. But 10 toes in the sand is always nice. I know, but I went to Long Beach. Oh, okay. Oh, Long Beach is it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anything past. What is it? Jones Beach and on to me is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Actually, Long Beach starts before Jones Beach. But I just, I'm just I feel like not a Jones big fan. Beach gets a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah, nah, okay. I'm not a Jones Beach girl. 
you mm, mm, mm. I tried to do that again what in my years, and I was like, no, it's mm, 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 mm. that ain't it. It's a vibe or what? Nope, that ain't not my vibe. No, that's is it the vibe that people don't like that you don't? You're saying there's a couple of things to me that I don't like. One thing is how far it is from the parking lot to the beach. Yeah, like who told me I had to walk a mile just to get <laughs> to the ocean? Like that's not it for me. Right, hundred percent a negative. Really, two, the sand is not clean to me there's too much out there is it like seaweed and stuff all over all, and it's, all over no it's more like dirty <laughs> I, don't, I can't i can't even define like if it's seaweed or what it's just like even from where you enter from the parking lot once you get like you know to walk into the whole area the sand the the length of sand to get to the water it's just a lot the only thing that's annoying about Long Beach, if you're not driving, is that you got to pay for the Long Island Railroad. Then you got to pay to get into into the beach, and that's $15. Then if you want to rent a chair and an umbrella, a chair costs 15 and an umbrella costs 18 So right there, you're driving yeah. like... Listen, I don't mind paying because then that means the people who don't want to pay not going to be there. And those are the people I don't want to be there. That ain't, that ain't stopping nobody. But there. see, I bring my own chair. I bring my own umbrella. I also have a friend that lives out there, so I'm always just like, what's yeah, up? That, well, when you got a car, you could, you know what I'm saying? That's that, true. That, that is the luxury. That helps out. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's only you're only going to go to the beach a few times a year, so... It's not a bad thing to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think I it's mean, a bad thing. Long Beach is, is all right, but... Uh, Long Beach, Robert Moses. Yeah. All the beaches are great, you know, but there's one beach that, you know, tops them all, in my opinion, and that's, that's South Beach, you know? Okay, that's where a brother was. We're talking about in the state of New York. You know, that's where a brother, you know, that's where I was this weekend. Um, well, good for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Living my, my best life. Um, yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> Every time guys, I look over at you. <laughs> I got a little chocolate. A little? I got a little tan over here. But after South Beach, you know, that was a great, we, you know, did things. It was not as crowded. But then we went up to Delray to celebrate uh, one of my other friends' birthdays. So I uh, hung out with some people from Virginia there. And overall, it was a good, good trip. Finally, like I said, finally made it to South Beach. Finally put myself in the water. Really? Finally put yourself in the water? You like, in a bathtub no, no, in the water, like on the beach. Like, finally got in the water on the beach. And it was like, it was a good feeling, you know? Like, the water's different. Like, I, even though no, not knocking New York beaches or whatever, nothing compares to, like, the Caribbean or that water down there. That's so funny that you said that. I think I saw a post today that said something like, New York, somebody said New York water looked like Phil Fall comes slowly. Hoodie season is about to be here. This man was already wearing hoodies. I was about to say, during the summer you was wearing hoodies. I'm ready. I'm ready. I love hoodie season. This man. You're making me hot right now. I love this hoodie. No sleeve hoodie situation. This man wore this when we went to Jamaica. What? In 90 degree weather. He had a black, all black hoodie on. I love it. That's not it, friend. Mm. <laughs> you mean you got no white beaters like the rest of the guys? I do have white beaters. <laughs> or just, you know, let the... He don't, he don't want them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. Anyone, he, 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 don't, he don't want... <laughs> what are you trying to say, boy? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to protect your image and your likeness right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to say... He's he... trying, he trying to let the summer body load for 2022. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> load, not load. Hey, I need to do some work. This is you know... I may put on, I put on the COVID nineteen. I can admit that. I mean, we all put on a COVID something, you but know? you know. But uh, so that's why I wear all black because it's slimming. You know what I'm saying? Is it? Is it? You put COVID nineteen twenty twenty. So that's forty all together. <laughs> wow. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the topic. Of the 
Yo, <laughs> we have two more episodes of this season. I think <laughs> next season, y'all, it's just gonna be me. Like, I'm, it's just gonna be a one-man show. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna listen to it. Ain't nobody gonna listen to it. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway. Listen, they come here for the hype man, Sadiqa. What up, y'all? <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> but this episode, we are going to talk about, uh, I guess, the need of for self-care. And, you know, as, you know, we talked about COVID, you know, put it on a little weight date, you know, my boy over here said I gained 40, which I mean, you know, whatever. The need to 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 bounce back, the need to like fill yourself up, you know, um, the need to take care of yourself. So yeah, this episode is all about self-care and how, why is it important? And like, what does that look like? So I want to start off by asking you guys, what is self-care? Like, what is it to to us? What is it to you? What is it to us? Or what is the actual definition of self? What is self care? First of all, let's go back a taste. Like, where does the term self care? Where does it come from? Because I think for me, I think it's I don't know. Like, I, it's always been around this idea, but I felt like in the last maybe five or some years, like this terminology self care is, is new to like, especially to millennials. I agree. I don't. I can't remember. Like, I, I feel like yes, yeah, self care is definitely a new term. I also think about when I hear self care, I think about insecure. When Molly and um, East was talking about having self care Sunday, I think to myself, is self care just one day or is self care every day? Can you do self care every day? I think you can. I'm thinking, so just to go back a little bit, what is self care? So I was looking up, what is self care? Yeah. And the definition that I have pretty much come to the conclusion is self care is deliberately taking care of your well being through restorative activities. So I guess it's like, what activities do you do that brings you? I guess joy or peace of mind or like that take care of you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, self care is, is self preservation. You know, it's, it's almost like, I like to use analogies. It's almost like an athlete or what they do when they get off the field or mm-hmm. off the court to make sure that when they get back on the court, they're ready to go. It's sleeping. It's the way that you eat. It's even right now, for example, in my house, like, I have mood lighting in my house because that helps me to relax. I have a beach background on the TV, even though we're not watching nothing, because that helps me to relax. Like, there's different things that I realize that I need to do in order to unwind and kind of remove myself from like the day, you know, or whatever I might be going like d- dealing with at the moment. It, I don't think it's just about recovery, but it's it's a form of recovery. And but I also think it's things that restore us, that restore the life, that restore ourselves. Um, and that could be anything, whatever you feel like that. Some people being alone is, you know, restorative. Some people being around people, like for me, being around people is very restorative. Mm-hmm. One, it takes the attention off of myself, but I just generally enjoy just being around people and that helps me just to, to relax. So that's gotcha. a form of it. Yeah, I think um for me, like self-care. I immediately think of uh, of a cup and like, you know, it being half full, like, so you, in order to give, like I'm a giver. So in order to give as much as possible to other people, that cup has to be full. So I have to like, make sure that I'm, you know, whole, I'm, I'm full, I'm, you know, replenished, I'm, I'm at capacity and everything else that's filling out of that cup, like it's for everybody else. So like my cup is full, like I make sure that whatever I'm doing, the activities, that you know, we'll talk about like restorative activities. That it's 
replenishing me so that I can give back to others in whatever capacity and I can go throughout my day, whether it's work or friendships or, you know, relationships, whatever that looks like. And I'm, I'm operating, you know, with a full deck, you know what I'm saying? And not operating from half capacity. So that's how I look at it. So we talked about it. And I think once you went into a little bit of it is what are some of those restorative like activities that we all do that help us to kind of replenish ourselves when we're running dry or running low, I should say. Um, and yeah, what is what does self-care look like to each of us in, in some of our regimen and journey to that? I think the number one thing that is self-care for me is getting adequate enough sleep. Cool. That's a big one. Sleep yeah. really recharges me, especially when I get enough of it, like a full rest. Like yeah. not when it's like, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or if I like only trying to get a couple hours in because I got in late, but I got to get back, get up early the next morning. After, or even like after a long week of work and then it's like that Friday night, I go out and then I come back in and then Saturday, I don't have an alarm set. I just think sleep is the number one thing for me. Yeah. The other things for me that I consider self-care, the second important thing is laughter. I think laughter is my biggest form of taking care of me because it brings me so much joy. It takes away headaches for me and makes me feel happy. It revives me. I don't even need to be with people to be laughing. I like make myself laugh because right. I'm such a clown. I guess some people would even say that social media is not a form of self-care, but sometimes when I'm like just looking through a bunch of posts that are just making me laugh constantly, that really restores me, um, restores my energy, makes me feel happy, makes me feel excited, brings me joy. Another form of self-care for me is driving. I enjoy long drives and blasting music. Mm. That is like one of my favorite things to do. Mm. And sometimes I can have no destination, which I love. I'm very much an adventurous and just adventurer and just like being spontaneous and just going out and doing whatever. So if I can just like get dressed, get in my car and just like find myself in like another town or another area, but on my way, I'm like blasting music and I'm just like living my best. And I think I'm like a gangster in there by myself, <laughs> like Michael and Drake, like and all that. That's for, for me, those are probably my three biggest self-care things that I have to have. There's other things like, you know, pedicures and manicures mm. and <laughs> Prosecco and look <laughs> you know, getting my hair done and yeah. like stuff like that, going shopping. Like all those things are also to me are self-care too, but those are big things. Sleep, laughter, and long drives and music. So I got my own three. My first is nature. That's definitely number one. Anytime I feel like I need to clear my mind, like going to the park, like walking through Central Park or walking, you know, in the park near my house, like I don't know what it is. I think part of it is because when I was growing up, I used to go to a summer camp and it was like in upstate New York. And those are like some of the best times I had growing up. And that's when I really kind of developed a love for nature. So I think whenever, whenever I'm in the city and I get to go to a park and I just I'm there, it just relaxes me. You know, I can and I don't even have to be doing anything. I can just be walking in the park for a certain period of time. And I feel that it, it helps. In this season, because like the weather has been like nice, I think running has been something that has been helpful for me. It's not really something that I <laughs> I really enjoyed in the past just because it could be demanding on your body. But I think that the exercise, you know, getting those endorphins, you know, the runner's high, but also just like, I like to run by the water. So it's kind of like a combination of both being like in nature and exercising that 
has really, um, and it's just like a stress reliever because it's helped me to push boundaries for myself. There's moments where I'm running where I don't want to do it anymore. And I, and I have like this self-talk in my mind that I have to do positive self-talk to push myself to get through it. And I think in those moments, it helps me in the other difficult moments of my life to take that same voice and be able to speak to myself. Maybe when I'm at work and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And I have to use the same voice and say, like, you can do this. You can get through this. And I found that to be helpful. I think the third thing is community. There's been so many moments in this summer that I've had just great times with people that I just walk away and I wake up the next day and I feel so relaxed and so rejuvenated. Just celebrating life and enjoying time with people that I love is is something that being around people that is, is helpful for me. Yeah, I just want to touch on something. You ran your first 5K this year too, right? Yeah. So congrats on that. Yay, Lauren. Congratulations. Appreciate it. I I always didn't know this about myself, but I definitely feel when I'm around people, I'm like at 100%. Like I'm giving everything. I'm engaged, all of that. And then something happens where too much of that kind of depletes me. And then I'm like, yo, I just need, I need a minute. You know, I need... Like to go in my own little sanctuary, my own little space and recharge. So I think being alone, being just with me and my own thoughts, no one bothering, literally bothering me, no one needing anything is the way I replenish myself. I realized also, and it's funny, I saw this on Instagram. Someone was saying about their therapist saying to them that they um, watch TV, like programs that they've already watched because it relieves stress and anxiety. And I realized, I'm like, yo, I do that a lot. Like, I'll watch stuff that I'll already know the ending to or I already seen, like, I don't know how many times. And I, I do that in my alone time. Just rewatch, watch you know, programs or um, another thing is listening to music. I listen to a lot of whatever space that I'm in. If it's, you know, I, I used to be in, um, in undergrad and I, I would listen to a lot of classical music just to, I don't know what it is, I'm real nerdy, but it just calmed my, just my spirit. Worship music does that. 90s does that. Hip hop is gonna go angry, but uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, like it's just soothing, relaxing, jazz, all of that. Being alone and, and just recharging. You mentioned it, uh, Lawrence. Nature, nature is a huge part of that. It definitely just being out in a park, being out hearing the birds chirp. You know, seeing nature as in itself is very relaxing for me, and it, it helps me be replenished in a way too. So I love that. I love, especially in the summertime when you can go swimming I and mean, just being near water is also very uh, relaxing to me. Lastly, I haven't done this in a while, but I know in the past it really helped me. And that was working out, hitting the gym hard. I know we joked about, you know, gaining the COVID. As my boy said, gaining the COVID 40, I say 20, but uh, or 19, I should say, going to the gym. And really, I want to rededicate myself going back to that. Making sure that I'm, you know, in the best shape that I could possibly be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that I, I just felt like I was at peace when I was at the gym. I felt like, you know, I was making small steps. I, 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 and I also could see the changes in my body, too. So it was like, wow, I'm like, they losing that, right? You know, that muscle. I didn't see that muscle before, you know. Now all that went, it ain't there yet. But we we, we going to get back there. But, yeah, those are my, those are my three that I, I kind of... Um, 
I mean, I feel like all the things that we mentioned are interchangeable for all of us, right? Because right. even like Laura's talking about nature and being around community, like those things definitely are self-care for me as well. Um, and then you're talking about working out. Working out is definitely something that I feel like when I was doing it, it really made me feel like... It, and it's something about once you start working out, you have this burst of energy. Like, especially after I finish working out, I feel like I'll be walking down the street and I feel like I just want to run. Right. Like, I just have this feeling that I just want to like run down the block because I'm like, I just have all of this built up like adrenaline in a sense or this energy that I didn't even know that I had before. So all of it is definitely a form of self-care. But even when you said sleep too, like I I know after I work out, my sleep is a whole lot better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was sleeping like a baby. You know it's saying? almost like when you remember when you were a kid and you exert all this energy and yeah. you like have so much fun and then you just like knock out yeah. so hard. Yeah. yeah, like it really, it definitely helps. Yeah. It definitely helps. But like, then, then there's other things like I mentioned before, like self-care can also be things like going out to eat, find like having your favorite meal, like, or binge watching a favorite show. That definitely helped me in my time when after my mom passed away, like I was needing to find things that made me feel good because I was having too many like, flashbacks of moments of like me and my mom just having a lot of sad moments so mm -hmm. I would like have to make myself like put the television on and like I would try to put on things that would make me laugh or try to make me feel good or make me have some type of feeling of joy or whatever so yeah like binge watching shows and things like that I think are really helpful as well I consider shows like right now I've been like loving more of Ted Lasso can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. If you haven't been watching it, <laughs> that's on you. And you need to do better <laughs> with yourself. Um, but you need to get it and you need to watch it because it's amazing. Or even like even my favorite things, I feel like in the summertime, we do more eating. Like you go mm -hmm. out more because it's like you just want to get dressed and be outside. So like for me, getting crab legs, getting seafood, I'm like living my best. <laughs> I'm having a henny culotta. I'm like doing all that. I feel like those are moments of recharge as well too and making me Amazing. I want to make a point to like what you said about you were mentioning how like you had a tough like when you were going through that tough time and not saying you're not anymore, but it was especially difficult when it first happened with your mom and stuff like the importance of turning to self-care when you are like going through difficult times or seasons, you know, because I was listening to this podcast by Les Brown today. and He was saying how like life is a, is a fight for territory mm. and like he was saying how sometimes we have to fight for peace. It doesn't seem like that at times. Like it just seems like peace is just something that you just take and it's, you know, and, and you, and it's accessible and you just enjoy it. But there are moments where we don't feel like doing things that are good for ourselves. Right. You know, and I, I think that like, it's important to like, even make a list. I'm saying this to myself. Like make a list of things that are beneficial to you that you would consider to be self-care. And in those moments when you have free time and you may be feeling overwhelmed, turn into one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, you know how it is. Like sometimes we get overwhelmed and like we just like isolate ourselves. And that's not the thing that I mean, even though like even for yourself, that might be being alone might be restorative for you. That type of isolation it could be negative. Not, it's it not could, beneficial. Yeah, for you. it definitely is. It's a it's a gift and a curse. Like I'm not, you know, it's being alone. Why it's the heart behind why you want to be alone, right? So like if you just need to be alone just to restore yourself, that's one thing. If you're being alone because someone says something that you don't like, that's a completely different thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, but to your point, I think 
when when dark times come, when you know trials and things happen in your life, what do you turn to? Like, and how do you take control? How do you fight? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we are in a fight, in a consistent everyday fight for. Like you were talking about your peace, your sanity. This life is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like coworkers get on your last nerves. If you got kids, they get on your last nerve. Friends can be, you know, challenging, Stress. you know, uh, relationships. Your man ain't acting right. Your girl, she going crazy. Like it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, and, and, and I, it's a joke, but like they say adulthood is the worst hood that we live in right now. And, and, and sometimes it feels like that. You know what I'm saying? I know for me, like, I'm learning and I have, one of the things I had to realize, even this past weekend, we talked about our weekends earlier. One of my friends, as I was leaving, coming home, she said something that was, I was like, wow, I actually like that. And it stuck with me. And that was Evan, literally her words were, Evan, continue to chase joy. Whatever that looks like to you, continue to chase joy. She gave me a hug and I left. And I was just like, continue to chase joy because it is a, it is a chase. It is a journey. It's a fight for territory. It's a fight for territory. Yeah. So when she said that, this weekend was very, there were moments, although it was an overall good weekend, I'm glad I went, it was also a triggering weekend for me at, at moments because it just brought back some unhealed emotions that I've had. It triggered me in a way that I was like, Damn, I thought I was over this kind of thing. And then it made me react and respond in a way that I was like, yeah, Evan, I thought we were past this. You know, I thought we grew out of this, this reaction. I thought we, we were past this. And it's not so much like not playing the blame game on anyone that was there, but there were little things that were said or done that kind of got under my, my skin a little bit. To your point, what you were saying earlier about being alone, my initial when hurt, my initial thing is to like chug up the dude. You hurt me. I'm gonna say what I have to say, but then I'm out. Like, yeah. you know, leave me alone. I, like, CTR, alt, delete, like, you out of here, you're done. I don't wanna talk to you ever again, and like, I'm good. That's not good, that's not healthy, right? You know, to go, to go retreat. But it is healthy, and I realize that now, as we're talking about this, to take all that negative energy and to pour it back into yourself. So to having, you know, when triggered, when going through tough times, when we go through our lives and stuff like that, um, the ups and downs, to have a, a regimen in place to know what you like, know what replenishes you, know what fills you, you know you up um, and uh, makes you whole again, you know, and whatever that looks like um, emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally, whatever that looks like for you, make sure you have something. And, it, and I think Sadiqa was saying this earlier, it doesn't always have to be like, sometimes people feel like it has to be like, something that you do for like a whole day or like yeah. a certain period of time. Like there's little things that you can do during your day. Like for example, like I came home and like I took a hot shower. And for me, that's like self-care. That is. Right, right, it, right. It's like, it's just so like a you're break. washing the day away. You're it's, like having a moment to yourself in the shower. You're freeing your mind. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of things that are happening. Yeah. It's right. a break from like, Reality. you know, it's like a set of se separation from like, like you said, from the day mm -hmm. into something new. Like, I mean, not, I don't want to try to get super deep, but yeah. No, but no, that's fine. That's, I was even going to, I was going to make that point. It's so funny. We're like literally on the same wavelength. Cause you, when you mentioned about tapping into those things, when you make a list, of those things that bring you joy, like tapping into those things, because then what is self-care? Is self-care daily? Is self-care once a week? Is self-care weekly? Is it just that one day that you designate? Or is self-care something that you tap into throughout the day, throughout the week or whatever? You, like I, continually into like, like how you need it. I also think about like, I, you know, in terms of us, you know, 
how we all know each other being Christians or whatever, like what is like what does your Sabbath day look like? Mm. That can also be like your self-care day. Like how do you take a moment to like breathe in and breathe out, like quiet yourself and re- like and like set your day up or figure out how you're gonna move or is it worship? Is it prayer? Is it you know, whatever it is, mm. like that's like your day to do whatever it is that you're doing. Do you consider your self-care and your Sabbath to be hand in hand or self-care, like I said before, is it like tapping into those things throughout the day? For me, I think it is an everyday thing. I don't think it's just something you do at the end of the week. I think, I mean, it can be, right. you can set it up to be a, like a more um, lengthy type of like experience for a one day, but I think it's something that you should do every day. And I think that's something that my therapist was recommending me to do is like basically right before I go to bed, just like a learning to unwind. It, it allows you to go to bed, like sleep well, because you're not like tense and you're not like thinking about whatever happened during the day. And then it also allows you to wake up not feeling that. And and, and for me, it's like, I got to take a shower. I got to stretch. I got to have my chamomile tea. Like, <laughs> yo, all of that, like, like I did that when I got home today. And by the time I came and I like, we sat down and recorded the podcast I was in a totally different mental space than I was during the day. So someone used to tell me when I was younger, when I first thing I should do every morning when I wake up is to like write down my thoughts. Right. So that's something I used to do. That I need to get back into doing more. Like I, I do it sometimes. It depends on how I wake up in the morning or else I'll grab my phone. But and then that's also problems because I'll grab my phone and when I should be going to my notes to type something up, I'm like looking at Instagram or looking at emails or doing whatever. <laughs> and it's like I've already started my day and it's like, nah, so you can take a moment. It's like have word vomit in a sense. And like all those things that you're thinking of, or maybe you slept throughout the night and you had a dream or something and you don't know how to interpret that dream, but you need to write it down. Like mm-hmm. that's like a moment also to kind of just like have self-care for yourself too to like release your brain of all these things that you have that you wake up with because you wake up with thoughts of what I got to do today oh I got to get a shower I got to figure out what I'm going to wear I got to go here I got to make this errand I got to go pick this up I got to make sure I pay this bill I got to do this I got to do that I got to pick the kids I got to take this food yeah. you know I got to pick up groceries it's like all these things you start thinking about it sometimes you just got to take a moment and just like write it all down or just let it all out so that you can have peace of mind throughout the day as well too and starting your day too that's something that she recommended me to do where it's like like I'm trying to like before work instead of like because you know how it is sometimes where you you just get up the last moment you can mm-hmm. and you just and you just scrambling yeah to get and rush to work you take all that anxiety all with you mm-hmm. to the job and then you know your day doesn't it doesn't start off the right way I, I know for myself in the mornings ideally I love to take my time like mm-hmm. to be super slow like I get up like make breakfast I'll turn on the TV, like to watch like the highlights sports center or something. I don't know. I just, I think it, it helps me to start my day and I don't really do that anymore. And that's something that I really need to go back to. Yeah. That's good. But the article I was going to throw um, really fast is you mentioned it a few times and that's therapy. So I wanted to kind of just really have a quick chat about why therapy and, and is that a part of your self-care regimen? You know, like... And is it recommended that other folks go to therapy? Like, what is the benefits of therapy for you in your self-care journey? For me, therapy is is mental maintenance. I think the same the same way that we, you know, we do things for our body to maintain it. You know, um, whether that's exercising or stretching or just things that do good for our for our physical. You know, we have to do the same for our mental, I think. And and a lot of times 
the mental baggage that we carry just like affects the physical, you know, and for me, it's a big part of like a lot of some, a lot of times, like the stress that I carry in my body comes from how I'm feeling emotionally. And it just helps me to release it. Like, it's not always about getting solutions. You know, sometimes you, you need an objective third party to be able to just vent and just share whatever you feel. And obviously, I mean, if, if they do their job well, they'll help you to to navigate and understand, like, you know, what uh, is the root of some of those challenges that you may have and, and help you to create, you know, techniques and, and rhythms and, pat- and patterns in your life that help you to manage, like, the day-to-day stress that you go through, kind of like some of the things that I mentioned earlier. Well, appreciate you sharing that, because I, I know for me, Therapy has been on my mind for going back. I've, I've been before, but going back, you know, I, I think it's a stigma within the, you know, the black Latino community is like, I ain't going to no therapy. Like, you know, I, you know, like, I, like you said, it is mental maintenance. It is something that there's a lot of trauma, um, just in, and we carry that and we carry that in our, you know, in our bodies. We carry that in how we respond to things. We carry, so I think very much so that we need to do it. And I, I saw something. Yesterday, Kev on stage actually posted was like uh, speaking to black men, particularly like go to therapy. You know, he goes individually and then he goes with, you know, his wife. It's something I've been thinking about lately as well. Just I know me, I'm very self-aware and that's because of therapy sessions prior to that. In a different season that I was in, I definitely went. But now it's like, especially after this weekend, being triggered and then still like, yeah, but this needs to be some more work and uh, some more love and some, some TLC, some personal TLC that I need for myself to know how to navigate moments when I'm feeling anxious, moments when I'm feeling some unhealed stuff, letting stuff go. I have a hard time doing that. I'm going to incorporate therapy into my self-care. So wow. I'm going to let Sadiqa share with that. <laughs> <laughs> What? Um, I mean, he must be he, he must be saying you got it all together. You don't need to go to therapy. Um, nothing. No, oh no. God, no. She hell no. Okay, so <laughs> we should we not wrap it up? She need therapy. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yes, I, 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 I do know, and I do believe that I need therapy. Amen. Have I yet to experience therapy? No, it is. It's not that I don't want to. I do want to. It is me getting myself prepared to unpack a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of things I have to unpack, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had someone like, well, I have like a spiritual advisor that I speak to a lot and that I like really just release and get a lot of feedback and help and prayer and like scripture and all that that I get from. So that is very helpful. So it's not like I'm doing absolutely nothing and I'm just out here like, letting triggers and things just affect my everyday and how I communicate with people and how I, you know, live my life and how I feel with myself and my own internal issues. But yes, I will be participating in therapy. It's just, it's, and I'm saying it like, it's just some of my own personal things that I have that I feel that I, that not to say that I've struggled with, but I mean, yeah, struggle is, is a good word too, but I'm just thinking about, I have gotten to a place in a sense right now where I feel like I can mentally keep myself afloat in a sense without breaking down every day and crying without thinking about my mom. And so I know when I do get into therapy, that's going to be a lot to unpack. And I just needed to get to a place where I just felt comfortable in myself for a while first before I needed to like address some things that I know are going on there mm-hmm. so 
that's my whole thing with that because I know that's going to be like the first question. Not even so much the first question, not the question, but that's going to be like one of the things that is like, so why are you here, right? So that would be the number one thing of why I'm here. <laughs> so. Well, I want to say this too. Like we're all, the three of us are on, on this journey to do life in adulthood. And my heart with this podcast is not just that we're talking about stuff, but that we're very transparent. So the fact that we're all on individual journeys, there's a reason why we're connected. And so as you begin, when you decide to go through that, I just want to stay on wax and have a serious moment that like we are, I can speak for myself and say, I will be here to help you like do that journey. You know what I'm saying? Because therapy is a lot. Like it can be, as you start unpacking, you kind of need to even rely on your friends even more in that, in that season. And so we joke a lot. We go on, we brag on each other, but I just want you to know that I am here for you and knowing that as you start your journey, um, I'm proud that you even want to, you recognize that you want to begin that. Oh my um, goodness. but I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. I'll be, I'll definitely uh, be a sounding board as another sounding board as you go through that process. So the fact that the whole world just heard you say that, that's really going to keep you accountable. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yes. Keep me accountable. <laughs> Hold me accountable. If I ignore your phone calls. Um, <laughs> you will. No. You know, I will. I will. I, I answer your phone calls. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to lie to you and tell me, tell, you know, and be like, oh, call me whenever you need me. No. <laughs> Don't, don't do that. You know, I wouldn't. You sure already like, know I wouldn't. There's a time for you to call me. You know, already know I'm not gonna call you when uh, I'm busy. No. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a block. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. Um, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, therapy is not a sensitive word for me, but therapy is. I know that's gonna be the bulk of it. So that's what makes me mentally prepare myself to say where I know the direction and where I'm going. But you'll also be very surprised that it might go even deeper than that. So that might be the start. No, oh, I know for a fact it will. Yeah. Like, I know. Like, there are other things that I can discuss and talk about and all that. But I do know the biggest chunk and the biggest, like, sensitive issue and, like, major right, it's, it's, pressure it's, points for yes. me is, like, yeah. Yes. So. And, but, you know, I, the way I look at it is, like, therapy is, is, I don't like to make anything an ultimate thing, but... Therapy ultimately to me is freedom because like what comes out on the other side is like you being able to not carry the weight or the, Mm -hmm. or the, or the burden of, of whatever you might be experiencing right now in your life. And we just have to be willing to go through that uncomfortable, you know, that's, that's most of it is that we want to avoid that discomfort. You know, it's just the same way we go to the gym we don't want to go and work out because we don't want to feel that pain, that discomfort of, of, you know, sweating and the aches and the pain. Yeah. Yeah, Discipline. Cause it takes consistency. It's I'm consistently putting myself in a position to be uncomfortable. Who wants to do that? Right. Yeah. No one does. But when you see what happens and what comes out on the other side, the, your, your day to day existence will be so much better and so much more, and when I say better, it's mostly not because you have gained anything, but you're more present and you're more able to experience life around you and you're not consumed with, you know, because like uh, I've heard anal- like an analogy where it's like sometimes if we look too much in the in the rear in the rear view mirror, you know, like there's a reason why the, the windshield is so much bigger than the rear view mirror in the car, because we're not meant to look back mm-hmm. so much. Because if we do, then what happens? We run into something that 
you know, we crash or we run into something we're not supposed to. And that's the, that, to your credit, like I, uh, what you just said, I, that's another reason why I'm trying to go to therapy because, you know, like I said, this weekend was very, let me not make it seem like my weekend was terrible, but it definitely had its moments where it was just like, let's learn how to navigate your emotions a little bit better. Let's not fall back into old habits. Let's not look to the past, right? Let's not, uh, let's learn how to let heal those wounds. And I think in addition to therapy, I think spiritually having an advisor, like spiritually going to that place. Like, so I believe in, you know, we all grew up in church. Some Christians, believe it or not, don't believe in therapy. No, just talk to Jesus. I do think that there is a delicate balance that you have where Jesus is great. And, you know, that's the first person you should talk to. But like the same way you go to a doctor for other things, therapy is that way as well. So I feel like you can have Jesus and a therapist. At, um, Jesus on the main line, the therapist, you know, is in your favorite. So, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's how, where I'm at. And, and like I said, this past weekend made me realize I need to get back into therapy and I need to, to work on self and self-care. So, so well, I'll, let you, say, I'll let you go and then I'm going to wrap it up. I was just going to say, based on what you were saying, just being extremely transparent here because we've already been doing that, right? But, um, like, I'm not afraid of the, like, consistency and the change and all of those things. That's, for me, not it. Because I welcome and I do not shy away from, like, like developing and balancing those things and figuring out how to make me better. Those are the things I don't shy away from. But the things that I'm, like... To go back what I said about my with grieving of my mom and all that, it was there was just this area of needing to get over a certain hump that I needed to get over before I needed to like then go back to address. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just mentally was not there yet. And I needed time for myself before I can say that I want to unpack those things. Because for me, that's the biggest like hump in the carpet. You know how you like sweep sweep things under the carpet and mm. stuff like that's the biggest hum for me that I need to kind of like really tap into so and it's like and I just hadn't been ready yet but I like to be extremely honest and extremely transparent like now I am but I know it's gonna definitely take some hand holding from like so many different people in my life who I consider like my inner circle for me to like get through that because I know it's it's a it's a it's a hard thing for me like it's always just been me and my mom. That's how I grew up. So it's hard for me to like think about it. Like I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm like I, I know it is because I'm like I can't even look at a picture of my mother without going through something. So, so yeah. And that's why, like I said, I'm here for you because it's been me and my mom as well. So I I empathize and sympathize, and that's why, like I often think about it. Like God forbid anything happens, uh, I'm not going there right now. But I hear you, so I just wanna I I, I just wanna be there for you in this season. We just turned this into a TED Talk Helps the Deacon mm-hmm. moment. Like, <laughs> no, but that's what you know. So, so I, you know, having you asked what the final thought is, one of the main things I take away from this conversation is like, you know, we have to really like make time to and fight to like find peace in our lives and do the things that that help us. And sometimes that caught like that, that warrants us to be a little bit uncomfortable in order to experience that peace. Like, this happens to me all the time where it's like I'll, I'll be in the crib and I'm not feeling good like mentally. I'm I'm down. But it's like it feels like such a mental hurdle to go outside and do something. Mm. But the moment I do it and I and I experience it, I'm like, I'm so glad that I got out. Yeah. And that's like that fight that I'm talking about where it's just like 
even like there's times where I like want to like journal or meditate and I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this, but I know it's good for me. Yeah. And it's like, there's so many moments like that in life where the things that we know are things that are good for us. Like it takes effort to do them, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we have to like really push ourselves to do that because like the worst thing that happens. And I feel like I've experienced this recently, even yesterday, where it's like when you hit that breaking point of like stress where like you're just consumed in anxiety and it's like in some ways you don't even understand why you're feeling so anxious. You don't even know where to start. It's because like sometimes we just allow these things to accumulate. And I'll speak for myself. I allow these things to accumulate in my life where I'm not taking care of myself by doing all the things that we talked about. So just, you know, I, I, I would encourage everyone that's listening. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable, to do things that you enjoy, because sometimes it takes a little bit of planning. Sometimes it takes getting out your feelings and doing what you need to do to take care of yourself in order to experience that peace and that and that and that joy and, and, and whatever it is that that restores you. That sounds like the final thought. This is another one for the books. <laughs> it's your boy L, aka <laughs> Mr. Six Seven. You're not gonna say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a regular schmegular day. You know what I'm saying? It's been a regular schmegular pop. You know what I'm saying? This is not that. Like this, we went deep, deep. So I can't even say that it was regular schmegular. <laughs> this was like regular schmegular with like a bacon, egg, and cheese on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all got me all of my feelings. Come on I now. It. I love it. That's what this podcast is all about. No, it's not. No, it's not. You, you, so you know, deep. You know, these, these are my favorite episodes. As no, you can tell. I like it when we clown around and, you know. <laughs> all right, y'all. We love y'all. <laughs> Bye. They wanted the whole thing. Oh. You know, I got it. Let's get it.